stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Oranga. Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, A Conversation of Hope, for Tuesday, December 18th. I'm your host, Terry Aranga, here with my guest, Christina Adams. Christina Adams is the author of A Real Boy, A True Story of Autism, Early Intervention, and Recovery. She served as editor of the Pentagram, the newspaper of the Pentagon, and among her other credits, Christina has been a commentator for National Public Radio's Day Today, with work appearing in the Los Angeles Times and Brainchild Magazine. Our topic today is the healthful and delicious dietary modality of camel's milk. Welcome, Christina. I'm so glad to be here, Terry. Thank you. Well, thank you. Christina, how did you first come to know about camel's milk? Terry, it was really um, an amazing experience that I had in retrospect. It was the year 2005, and it was right after the time my book came out, and I was at a children's book festival in Orange County, California, where I live. And I saw a man with a camel, but no children were riding it. And being kind of the nosy writer person I am, I thought, I've got to find out what's going on over there. So I said, why did you bring a camel? And he said, oh, we're selling soaps and lotions made from the milk. And then I don't know why I asked this, but I said, what else do you do with the milk? And he explained that people in the Middle East use it in hospitals often to give to premature babies because the milk was thought to be non-allergenic. And that was just a moment of insight for me an inspiration that just said to me, you've got to find out more about this milk. I was thinking at that moment it might be an excellent dairy product for children and adults who can't tolerate uh, typical animal milks, and um, I had no idea that I was about to stumble on something that was going to turn out to be just miraculous in retrospect. Right, and right you are, and we mean R-I-G-H-T, right you are. You said nosy writer, W-R-I-T-E-R instead of rider. You weren't a nosy camel rider. You were saying you were a, a nosy rider, and that uh, that made you inquisitive. Yes, indeed. And, you know, uh, we just always want to know um, as riders, but then also as autism parents, what's that next step we need to take in our uh, search for knowledge? And being both a writer um, and an autism parent, I just don't like to leave stones unturned when I think uh, something might be beneficial. Well, good for you. So how long have you been studying this? Has it been since 2005? It really has, Terry. I uh, went home that day and started researching the PubMed database. And at that time, there were just a couple of odd articles, one about making cheese and something about maybe using it in hospitals. So I just kept researching it. And uh, then after that, um, in the next um, a few months, I came across Dr. Reuben Yagil's article about giving camel milk to a child and some children with autism, but in particular, there was one boy he gave it to who got much better, and that had confirmed my hunch that this was something I needed to find out about. So after that, I just began trying to uh, get my hands on the milk, and at that time, it was really only available from Israel. Okay, so you said this confirmed your hump? Um, confirm my my hunch, hump, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We and can make a lot of silly camel uh, camel uh, um, jokes here when we talk about this milk, but yes, it's it's been a um, a very uh, up and down journey if you want to talk about the hump <laughs> metaphor, but mostly up. <laughs> okay, very good. And the doctors, the researcher's name you mentioned was Dr. Ruven Yagil, Y A G I L. 
yes, he was my initial um, person that I came across in the literature uh, who had actually written about this. And um, he made a really great intuitive leap there uh, with his suspicion that camel milk might help uh, autism. And he's a veterinarian by trade, but uh, he did make that leap. So um, it just confirmed kind of the hope that I had. And um, after that, I did get in touch with Israeli scientists who um, did uh, point me toward a dairy in Israel. It's called Milk from Eden. And uh, they were able to um, send some milk to the United States, which I did receive. Okay. So I was going to say, you know, um, we shouldn't uh, understate the value of intuition. However, you did consult with scientists. I surely did, and I uh, I do believe that the important part about this is to show that um, intuition is simply a form of um, knowledge within us, and that it does always need to be confirmed by uh, outside facts and you know supportive evidence. So, um, but we must always listen to our intuition uh, in search, you know, in hopes that it will guide us to things that can help our children. Okay. So is there anything else you'd like to tell us about what the scientists have said? You've been looking at this for seven years. Yes, I have, and I've been very fortunate to be able to discuss with uh, the topic with Dr. Amnon Gonin, who is a top uh, Israeli-American biotech leader, and he has um, drunk the milk and uh, has seen it quite often in action with Eyal Lifshitz, who runs the Milk from Eden Dairy in Israel, and hundreds of people drink the milk, and that's been a really good, quote, test bed, if you want to use a military term, for seeing how the milk acts in certain disease areas with uh, patients that come there. And I've also discussed it with other people who have a lot of experience um, because there's not a lot of people who have a lot of experience. It's truly a global picture. And um, there is, although she's not a scientist, Nancy Abidurahman has uh, won a Rolex award for starting the Tavisky Camel Dairy in Mauritania in Africa. And she has g- gathered milk from uh, nomad peoples and then processed it into um, um, cheese. And so she has seen people uh, drink the milk with no ill effects for, you know, hundred, you know, for uh, years after years, years in her experience, but then they've drunk it for hundreds of years. So the, the important part is to know that there are many people now that are aware of it. There's not a ton of science out there yet. There is some, and uh, there is a lot of anecdotal information. And so I've been fortunate to speak to people all over the world who uh, have had experience with the milk and communicate with them thanks to the Internet. Excellent. Now, you know, you emphasized, Christina, with the woman Nancy Amoritania, that uh, she's been observing, uh, she's uh, been in contact with people who've consumed the milk, and you said, and have had no ill effects. Are you, are you emphasizing have had no ill effects because, just because it's camel's milk and not cow's milk, or because it's raw, or what? Well, it's interesting. Taking a step back, camel's milk has been considered and used as a curative for thousands of years in uh, Middle Eastern and African uh, countries, mostly, of course, countries where camel milk, where camels are. And uh, that is, it's well known to be a a whole food that populations can survive upon when other sources are scarce for food and water. So there are people that know about it through their families, you know, generation after generation for history, of history. And uh, it's even referenced um, by uh, the Muslim religion as uh, the camel milk having um, a very good value and recommended for people to drink. So there's been a lot of knowledge out there, and people have always perceived it as a positive substance. So now, of course, it's being produced in the United States, and most uh, people that are demanding the milk would prefer it to be raw uh, because that way they feel that they're getting the benefit of a product that is not denatured by pasteurization. Uh, You know, then people wonder, oh, what's the risk? You know, it's raw milk and things like that. And certainly whenever you have raw milk, there's going to be a risk. But the camel's milk itself seems to be largely beneficial. Reports of negative reactions due to allergies or things like that are extremely rare. So it looks on the whole, not only is it a wonderful food just on its own, and then, of course, it may have some of these great effects that we're seeing in some of the disease areas. All right. I really like your point. That's just an excellent point about it being a whole food, a whole food that people can survive upon. It's so nice to hear that people can survive upon something that they're consuming. Um, and, and 
the thing about something that's raw and not pasteurized would be that the natural enzymes are present to help you in processing that food in your body. Terry, you're, you're hitting on something very key to camel milk. First of all, with the whole food concept, um, it is a whole food in that it contains all the ingredients you need for life. And I had read about that, and then I met a Somali man recently who remembers actually living on camel milk for six to eight months at a time. And he said everyone did that when they had to. They didn't have anything else, and they were very lean people, but they were all healthy. And he says he doesn't remember people having diseases and things like that. Now, certainly, of course, there must have been some illnesses, but he doesn't really remember a lot of sick people. And then second of all, yeah, with the enzymes that you mentioned, um, they do have some known enzymes which seem to act in an antibacterial and immunological way. And so there are different ones, such as lysosomes, and there are immunoglobulins, which may be key in this uh, particular situation. There's lactoferrin. There's uh, lactoperoxidase, which is found in milk, tears, and saliva. And there's um, some other kinds that are too many to list. But basically, uh, in some fashions, it's considered to be uh, similar to uh, mother's milk. Okay. And we're going to come back and touch upon that again a little bit later. And I'm going to make you list every single one, Christina, so uh, to read up during the break. Um, but what's the difference between camel's milk and the milk of other mammals? Well, first of all, it seems that it's insulin that um, it contains, which a lot of uh, animal milk does contain insulin. Um, This particular insulin doesn't seem to dissolve in the stomach, which is why it may be beneficial in the diabetes world. And there are a few others. The casein, it does contain casein, but the micelles seem to be differently shaped, and they don't seem to affect people that have uh, dairy and lactose issues. Okay. Well, this has been fascinating, and we're going to take a brief break, at which time when we come back I'm going to uh, quiz Christina Adams on every single enzyme. Uh, No, just kidding, but let's go to I hope you're kidding. (laughs) With a thank you to this program's sponsor, Humpback Dairies. Humpback Dairies can be reached at this telephone number, 417-848-7576. Seven zero, and we will be right back with Christina Adams. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you like cow's milk, you will love camel's milk. The newest, oldest thing in the world, camel's milk has been in cultures for thousands of years. Here's just one user's testimonial. My child developed severe allergies to nearly every food he ingested. At first, I was scared to death to try camel's milk, but he had no allergic reactions of any kind. Nothing. The camel's milk was wondrous in healing his GI issues. And it's the one thing I can attribute to his getting out of bed after almost a year too ill to do anything. Camel's milk is loaded with health benefits far superior to other milk, is rich in B vitamins, and three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk, ten times higher in iron. Camel's milk comes fresh or frozen from your trusted family farm, Humpback Dairies of Miller, Missouri. To order your camel's milk, call Humpback Dairies at 1-417-848-7570. That's 1-417-848-7570. Or to order online, go to autismone.org, click on the store, and search under supplements to find the best-kept health secret ever. Again, call 1-417-848-7570. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. 
Rachel Carson in the sea around us said, All at last return to the sea, to ocean us, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Green Talk Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Christina Adams, the author of A Real Boy, A True Story of Autism, Early Intervention, and Recovery. And we are talking about the helpful and delicious dietary modality of camel's milk. So uh, before the break, Christina, you were telling us about the difference between camel's milk and the milk of other mammals. You mentioned um, diabetes. What, what kinds of conditions might camel's milk be beneficial for? Uh, there are some different kinds of evidence which we're lucky to have, and then of course there's anecdotal reports. So right now there are there are some current uh, pieces of evidence in um, several areas. Of course, there's diabetes because in Bikaner, India, there is a center where they research camels and camel milk, and they have done some very good work on diabetes, uh, I believe tuberculosis, and a couple other issues. And then uh, there are GI and Crohn's disease. Um, uh, actually kind of reports, I guess, um, there's some older studies, but then um, there are some, a lot of anecdotal reports coming out of Israel on that. And then there is one new, relatively new study on lactose intolerance from Brazil, and people that were seriously lactose intolerance, intolerant all could handle the camel milk. And then tuberculosis, as I mentioned, uh, which is rampant in India, hepatitis B and C, there are some studies ongoing on that. Food allergies, there's a lot of anecdotal information, but there are one to three studies. And there's an interesting new skin prick test for camel's milk study showing that the skin prick test was a reliable indicator for those who can tolerate it and those who don't. And then there's the one that's kind of fascinating on uh, aluminum toxicity of all things because it was about how if you um, use camel milk, it might help um, prevent toxicity in rats. So who knows if that's going to have anything to do with, uh, you know, things to do with humans, but we certainly hope, you know, that it might. Um, And, of course, the most interesting study of all so far is the very first study done on camel milk and autism, which took place in Saudi Arabia. And that uh, I talked to, well, I communicated online with the scientist who was in charge of that, and they found very good results in children, and mostly it was the children that had the GI issues. And so uh, that was something that's not quite published yet, if, if, um, and she's going to be talking about it, I believe, in Europe sometime soon, if she hasn't already. So I hope to come back with more information on how that's going soon. Well, I have a testimonial coming up a little bit later that um, kind of speaks to that. And you've mentioned autism, Christina. Just to reiterate, the conditions that you mentioned were diabetes, tuberculosis, uh, GI disease, Crohn's disease, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, food allergies, aluminum toxicity, and autism. And we know that autism is kind of a catch-all term and that lots of kids have underlying physiological issues. So... Really what um, some things address, what some modalities address are the underlying physiological issues. So what are the aspects and mechanisms of camel's milk whereby it produces the good effects for autism or for any of these other things? Well, it's it's a good thing that you pointed out what is the unifying effect, and we don't really know yet, but it seems the unifying effect on disease areas that are helped um, by camel milk seems to be those that involve inflammation or immune system dysfunction. And uh, as far as the mechanisms of action, they're not yet identified. Of course, we know about the enzymes. There, we also know that it's very nutritious, but it doesn't seem that the uh, really excellent effects that we see in autism come from just increased, increased nutrition. It seems like there's something more. And um, so the camels are kind of unique in the world because they have uh, a thing called um, heavy chain antibodies. 
most animals have light and heavy chains, but they only have heavy chains. And people feel that there's a chance because those are very small sized, it may allow them to penetrate and pierce antigens, you know, things that cause problems in the body. And so maybe the immunoglobulins may be delivered by the milk into humans. And since the milk seems to be very survivable in the stomach, perhaps it's uh, able to pass, you know, exist longer in the stomach, be absorbed, pass through. That's one of the, uh, the theories that we're thinking. Um, so the, 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 there are, you know, uh, ongoing studies taking place around the world. None of them have really taken place in the United States yet. So my goal is to hope that we can form some kind of nucleus in which to replicate the studies and do some of our own in the United States. Wow, that really is fascinating. You've brought up so many things, Christina, that would just would, I'll say it again, just be fascinating roads for further study. Well, you've mentioned inflammation. You've mentioned immune system dysfunction. You've mentioned immunoglobulins and heavy chain antibodies. Why do you think any of this would be particularly relevant to autism? Well, as I discussed in recent presentations that I've been doing, more and more studies have supported that there often is an immune system component, a dysfunction in autism, both children and adults. And increasingly, autism is being recognized as having a motor um, dysfunction component. There's a wonderful, relatively new book called Does Your Baby Have Autism? And it really helps tag the early signs of motor dysfunction that later can show that the child was uh, having autism spectrum issues. And I bring that up because it seems as if um, not only in children with autism, camel milk tends to improve their motor skills, but also in some of the disease areas such as Machado-Joseph disease in Israel, uh, the, uh, some of the users are having much improved motor skills, and one man got out of his wheelchair walking with a stick and then walking alone uh, due to drinking two cups of camel milk a day. And then when he cut back to one milk a day, he started having symptoms again. And Machado-Joseph is uh, something that has to do with the spinal cord and the hindbrain area, and it is a highly um, hereditary genetic disorder. And so here we have something that seems to cause this motor disintegration and motor dysfunction that responds to camel milk, and so does autism. So there must be some sort of path we can at least pursue there to see how the immune system makes its um, appearance as far as dysfunction in uh, motor skills, motor planning, other things like that. So, you know, that's just one reason. But then there's also, of course, in autism, we also know that there's plenty of GI issues and things like that. And the camel milk also improves oftentimes, not all the time, but a lot of the time, it also improves those kind of situations. Like there is um, a young boy that I heard about recently. Well, he's not that young. He's a teenager. And for the first time in his life, after drinking camel milk, the child had formed stools. Before that, it was not controllable, if you know what I mean, which is a really sad situation. And so the camel milk gave informed stools. For a parent, that is just a huge uh, benefit. Yeah, that is so wonderful for the child and family. And what you're seeing is a sign that underlying things, things that you don't see, are getting better. Well, you mentioned um, uh, the condition that that young man had. You mentioned a true genetic condition, um, and it is always... So hopeful and wonderful to see when uh, an intervention can help something that's truly genetic. In the autism world, um, there are studies that come out and and people talk about uh, environmental components and um, those environmental components can include aluminum. And I'd like to tie that into what you said about the possibility of camel's milk helping aluminum toxicity. And then I'm going to go a step further and ask you your opinion about this, Christina. But if someone gets aluminum from an environmental insult and has some sort of aluminum toxicity, wouldn't they end up with a motor dysfunction and then the camel's milk would help the motor dysfunction and the aluminum toxicity? Well, you know, that's a theory that I think someone with uh, more science um, uh, time to spend on science and research should pursue because um, aluminum is of course, in our environment, such as many other metals and all kinds of things are in, in the modern world. And uh, plus, um, you know, sometimes um, certain medications make, or I don't know if I should say medications, but certain medical preparations might contain certain things like that. So would it be important to find out if we should completely banish those? Yes, I believe it would. So um, 
As far as the motor dysfunction overall, it seems to me that we're recognizing more and more, as far as the science goes, the connection between the brain and the gut and the immune system. As far as um, supporting that with um, a study, there's two that I like to refer to in my recent presentations. One is a Johns Hopkins study that found neuroimmune reactions play a pathogenic role in autism spectrum disorder brains. They did autopsies on, I believe, 12 people with autism and they saw pathogens in their brains and their cerebrospinal fluids. And they said uh, their conclusion was that there's a need for therapies to modify uh, the neuroglial brain responses uh, that were happening in such a negative way. So here we open up, you know, sadly, people who are deceased, they had autism, when we find these pathogens in their brains and their cerebrospinal fluid. And so it makes you wonder, does camel milk uh, kill some of those pathogens and help improve some of those, you know, areas in the body that are causing dysfunction, brain, neuro, neuro, um, neurological system overall, et cetera. And then as far as uh, science, because you're so up on science, uh, Terry, we've known each other for a while, and I really appreciate uh, your um, able to, ability to distill those things. And the, there was a study in Nature just last year, I believe, and they did um, they took some uh, rats that they had been um, groomed to replicate the symptoms of Rett syndrome, which is a PDD like autism, pervasive developmental disorder, and so they uh, showed where all the um, the uh, the bone marrow was working in the brain when they wanted to see why the mice improved. So put fluorescent type of substance in the bone marrow, watched it go through the body, and where did it hit upon that it changed, uh, changed the symptoms for the better? It hit upon the um, immune system cells in the brain, and no one expected that. They all thought it was just going to be something else. No one thought an immune system was going to play a role in Rett syndrome. So that's another fascinating link for motor skills, and they do have autism temporarily while they're going through the regression phase. So there's obviously some dots that we'd like to at least explore, if not connect here. And I bet when you're talking about these studies, Christina, you would be a fan of thinking that the camel's milk could help with inflammation and immune system dysfunction. You know, it obviously has to me and all the emails that I get from around the world, the people that come up to me at conferences, my own child, it obviously benefits a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And even if it doesn't, it's still a phenomenal food. It's chock full of vitamins, vitamin C, zinc, um, the insulin. It's got all kinds of other wonderful things in it. And um, why not drink it anyway? You know, but I do believe at this point we don't have enough supply that healthy people should drink it. We should save that for the people who really need it. Well, Christina, we'll talk more about your son when we come back from break. And just in case listeners want to send any of that information you were alluding to your way, what is your website address? I, I prefer that right now people follow me on Twitter at Camel Milk Info. You may write me at cadams at xiqllc.com. And also I'm on Facebook. I have a page devoted to Camel Milk, Christina Adams, Autism Author Advocate. Okay, and we're going to take a brief break uh, again with a thank you to this program sponsor, Humpback Dairies. Humpback Dairies can be reached at the following telephone number, 417-848-7570. We'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you like cow's milk, you will love camel's milk. The newest, oldest thing in the world, camel's milk has been in cultures for thousands of years. Here's just one user's testimonial. My child developed severe allergies to nearly every food he ingested. At first, I was scared to death to try camel's milk, but he had no allergic reactions of any kind. Nothing. The camel's milk was wondrous in healing his GI issues. And it's the one thing I can attribute to his getting out of bed after almost a year. Too ill to do anything. Camel's milk is loaded with health benefits far superior to other milk, is rich in B vitamins, and three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk, ten times higher in iron. Camel's milk comes fresh or frozen from your trusted family farm, Humpback Dairies of Miller, Missouri. To order your camel's milk, 
Call Humpback Dairies at 1-417-848-7570. That's 1-417-848-7570. Or to order online, go to autismone.org. Click on the store and search under supplements to find the best kept health secret ever. Again, call 1-417-848-7570. What do we really know about the healthcare system? With recent discussion in the news and not knowing where to turn for the right answers, be sure to tune in for The Healthcare Police with Matt Atwood and Strom Thomason. From insurance companies to medicine, government to your hospital, we'll go in-depth to bring you the true story of our healthcare system, what's working and what's not. The Healthcare Police is broadcast live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. No matter what our age is, health deserves our utmost attention. But how do you achieve optimal wellness? Tune in to Ask Lorna Live. Your host, Lorna Vanderhaeg, will provide research-backed solutions that will have you feeling fit and fabulous. It all comes down to hormones. We'll show you how it works with mainstream medicine along with nutritional medicine. Listen for Ask Lorna Live every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Christina Adams, and we are talking about the benefits of camel's milk. Christina, did you start this with your own son at a time when nothing else changed? I did indeed, and I always advise people to keep things stable before they try anything new. Okay, so what were the first effects that you noticed? Well, my son had been doing very, very well, but then around age nine, he developed these behavior breakdowns. He would be fine, and then all of a sudden, uh, he would just start being out of control, climbing things, running around, things like that. And it was really disturbing to see this happen since he'd been uh, progressing so well before. And we kind of had to follow him around with food. The only thing that would tend to help those breakdowns is to put food into him of some sort. Um, And so I was very concerned. Now, I had the milk for a while in my freezer before I gave it to him because I'd been looking for a kind of a clinical way to give it to him and so people could observe and, you know, not be prejudiced or biased about that. But his situation was getting so bad that my fiancé said, why don't you just give him that milk that you've got in the freezer? So we gave it to him in summer 07. We gave a half a cup of milk with cereal at bedtime. And, you know, I was hoping that it would help somehow. But, you remember, at this time, there wasn't really any reports from anyone about um, it helping in autism except for that one little study from Israel, you know, that was a couple years old. So I didn't know what was going to happen. So I gave it to him at bedtime. The next morning at the breakfast table, my fiancé had gone home to his children. He came back in the morning to help me get my son ready. The next morning at the breakfast table, we were absolutely stunned. His speech fluidity had increased. His eye contact was much better. He was showing and discussing emotion and showing com- and having complex conversations. He was saying things like, you know, you guys are really great. I really love you guys. You're just <laughs> awesome and just incredible. Like, wow. I mean, I knew he loved me, but and he said it sometimes, but he never said it with, with like that. And um, it was just amazing. We looked at each other silently. None of us said anything. We didn't want to, you know, prejudice what was going on here or influence it in any way. Um, and then within three days, he was able to start crossing a parking lot without uh, and pay attention on his own. Uh, because before, he would chat a mile a minute, but he was not really paying attention. And he had started to really regress, and he just was kind of not paying attention at all. You had to hold on to him or something. So within three days, we noticed, oh, he's crossing a parking lot all by himself, paying attention and everything. Well, and the behavior breakdown stopped. Yeah, that's huge, really. And uh, everything was going wonderfully. So... We thought, let's increase it to a cup a day, because at that time, I was only really talking about it to my Israeli mentors. And they said, well, the adult doses a cup a day, so raise them up to a cup and let's see what happens. So we did, but then he started having some negative symptoms, and those were kind of a jerking, repetitive movement in one of his arms, and he was doing this kind of weird grimacing. And so we cut it back to a half a cup, and those completely went away. 
And then a few weeks later, I noticed the white bumps that were kind of underneath his skin on his cheeks had faded. And he was starting to do so well that it was just like a new kid. So um, he was in an ADHD school at the time, a general ed school, but still was ADHD specialty. So he was able to go to public school again, and uh, he tested with the college-level vocabulary. And But more importantly, it was his pragmatics and his uh, ease of speech and the fluidity. That was more important um, because the vocabulary was always okay, but really that was made him seem more typical. So we realized later that... Uh, if he takes the milk every other day, he was okay. And um, then once he went uh, two weeks with no milk and he was still okay, but then once he went three weeks with milk, uh, without the milk, and that wasn't my plan, but I was on a trip. And so he called me and he said, Mom, please come home and put me back together. I'm falling apart. And I came home, I gave him the milk, and in a day um, he was better. Wow. That was so heartwarming about what you were saying um, that happened at your breakfast table the next morning, Christina. And I have um, a testimonial from someone else, too, that reminded me of what you were talking about. Do you mind if I just read it? It's brief. I love testimonials. Let's hear it. Okay. I had a call from my show producer shortly before we recorded this program. She just got her camel milk yesterday gave one quarter cup to her 18-year-old daughter who has severe gut issues and food allergies last night, and her daughter was already talking more clearly by today and answered her sister spontaneously that she felt better. Her mom commented that nothing's ever worked that fast for her daughter, and if her daughter were to drink cow's milk, she has a seizure. I, over the phone, I actually asked her daughter if the camel's milk was delicious, and she said yes, and that was so good to hear. So, Christina, it was so good to hear that report. Terry, that, okay, first of all, it just warms me all over, but it is exactly the kind of thing that I hear a lot. And what's more wonderful about this is an 18-year-old having such an incredible response to such a low amount, a quarter cup. Mm-hmm. So that shows that that child is really still not controlled for her inflammation, her immune system function, whatever you want to call it. She may have been being treated with a lot of things. Obviously, she sounds like she wasn't on regular dairy because of the provoking of seizures, but that shows she's still very sick on the inside, and this is helping her in some way. And that is just another wonderful thing to hear that I hear similar things all the time. Yeah, right away and immediately, and she finds it delicious, and she was enthusiastic in her response to me, and her mom's just jumping up and down excited. So uh, tell us what happened later on with your son and additional reports from other parents. Well, I like to, of course, having done ABA for so many years, and for the audience that don't doesn't know what that is, that's applied behavioral analysis usually done in a program with therapists who take data and calculate exactly what they're doing or not doing with percentages and things. Um, so coming from that background, I thought very hard about what his improvement was. And my own son, I feel he had a 30% improvement overall. And, of course, he still needs medications, and he still needs to be completely um, casein-free of all other animals. Um, Now, he doesn't function as poorly as he used to with casein. Now what it does is make him stay up all night long. It's just complete insomnia and make his stomach hurt. Used to, of course, it would make him. He started hand-flapping and toe-walking once when he played a baseball game, and he ate pizza with the cheese, cheese scraped off. And he's like, it feels like there's dirt in my brain, and that's when he was about six. Mm-hmm. So he's been able to function very well, and as far as other children, they have been reporting wonderful things. Now, interestingly, there's mostly um, positive, but there are some negatives, just like I, influ- you know, experienced myself with him. But they're all the negatives are all seem to be very, very temporary and reversible. Now, the anecdotal reports that are positive, and these come from all over the world. And they are better motor planning, spatial awareness, increased self-direction, and executive functioning, which is huge when you don't want to have to prompt somebody through every step of everything you want them to do. Uh, Language, of course, increases. And again, it's that emotional content that's so um, wonderful to hear from our children. And in cognition and awareness and being able to generalize a little bit across environments, 
empathy seems larger. Now, some people have better sleep. Some people do get a little bit of uh, night waking a little bit, but that's one of the negative things. But a lot of other people have better sleep. Mm-hmm. And some people are reporting um, increased growth for those kind of failure to thrive kids and weight gain. Um, but, you know, not for kids that don't need it because really it, um, to me, it tends to make me feel like I'm not as hungry. It quenches my hunger very well, and you don't usually gain weight on it. There's an old African story about um, a woman who's pretty, who's so pretty that she looks like she's drunk camel milk all of her life. So Aww. slim and pretty like she's drunk camel milk all of her life. So apparently, culturally, this is something people have been aware of. Um, and then the children, of course, with autism also tend to be able to tolerate more carbs and sugars. And they uh, seem, the behavior seems uh, better, and uh, they seem to carry through throughout the day better. Now, I've heard things like he put his socks on for the first time in his life. Um, he, you know, actually noticed his, uh, his, ste- his sister. He noticed his sister, and then he looked at her, and he looked at me as if he was giving me a message for the first time in his life. That's from a nonverbal child. He was very violent. And this child was only seven. He was very violent. And... Uh, he was so violent that people got hurt when he went to school. People went to the hospital. Mm. And so this child drank the camel milk, and immediately he was calmer, he was better, and the violence uh, stopped. And he had rubbed his head against a wall so hard that all the hair came out, and he stopped doing that. So it's just really amazing. And, again, of course, there are some um, negative responses. And, you know, those can be things like OCD pops up a little bit, um, irritability, silliness, uh, stimming, a tick or a motor movement, which is what I experienced, um, in hyperactivity, waking. Um, so you might see things like that. But I, what I like to tell people is, in some cases, if you're kind of, quote, cleaning up that child, That's like you it. do when you do dairy, yep. you know, dietary intervention, you're kind of cleaning up that child and you're lifting the fog and you're getting them more biomedically um, clear so you can see what underlies their issues. So sometimes you see the real child under there. Once you, you know, treat their sickness, you might see what, what autism is left. And so it's actually a positive, even if sometimes it's not so pretty. But yeah. then you know how to get in there with therapy and do what you need to do. Yeah, in, in various interventions, um, you know, you're getting gunk out of the body. And so mm-hmm. you may see a blip like you saw, but you monitor it. You monitor it really well. You know, you drew back and, you know, went a bit more, you know, slowly and decreasing the amount. And so, and you've come out seeing really nice stuff. Yes, As, I have, and my whole family drinks it now. We love it. Well, we are going to take a brief break here and talk about um, some housekeeping items when we come back, like how it's supplied and how you store it. And we're going to go to break with a thank you to this program's sponsor, Humpback Dairies, which can be reached at 417-848-7570. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you like cow's milk, you will love camel's milk. The newest, oldest thing in the world, camel's milk has been in cultures for thousands of years. Here's just one user's testimonial. My child developed severe allergies to nearly every food he ingested. At first, I was scared to death to try camel's milk. But he had no allergic reactions of any kind. Nothing. The camel's milk was wondrous in healing his GI issues. And it's the one thing I can attribute to his getting out of bed after almost a year. Too ill to do anything. Camel's milk is loaded with health benefits far superior to other milk, is rich in B vitamins, and three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk, ten times higher in iron. Camel's milk comes fresh or frozen from your trusted family farm, Humpback Dairies of Miller, Missouri. To order your camel's milk, call Humpback Dairies at 1-417-848-7570. That's 1-417-848-7570. Or to order online, go to autismone.org. Click on the store and search under supplements to find the best-kept health secret ever. Again, call 1-417-848-7570. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Christina Adams, and we've been having a great discussion about the benefits of camel's milk. And, Christina, how is camel's milk supplied? Camel's milk is supplied in a variety of forms these days. Now, when I first got it from Israel, I got it in those frozen bottles, liters, uh, all packed next to each other in suitcases that I had flown over in the belly of the plane. However, now in the United States, you can get it from Amish farmers. They seem to be the people that are producing it, mostly here. So it comes in, of course, fresh if you want to drive and pick it up yourself fresh. Or it comes in frozen amounts, which is usually about a pint. They sell it by a pint bottle, and it's about $10 a pint. And then also there's floating around out there some powdered form from the, from the Netherlands, and uh, that's the most expensive form. And I can't say that that would be uh, perhaps the most effective form because I haven't yet seen any evidence that that, doesn't, um, that, that works as well, let's say, as the raw or the... Uh, perhaps the pasteurized, but it is out there if you want to try it that way, and you can order that on the Internet. It's $126 a bag. So you, know, you can get it all those different ways. It seems to me as, you know, I would really wonder if the natural healthful enzymes had been dehydrated out of it if it's gotten into powdered forms, but I don't know. Um, I would think that, uh, that receiving it frozen would be a nice way to go. You know, we've always had it frozen, and then we've had it fresh, too, but we have always been fine with the frozen form, and we've tried the fresh, and I really didn't see a ton of difference. Now, the adult users in Israel tend to report uh, that they feel the uh, the fresh milk is the most effective for them, um, but, you know, you do what you have to do. You can get it fresh or you get it frozen, but the most important thing is to preserve it in your freezer if you're going to uh, keep it for a while, because it's uh, not cheap. And also, it lasts quite a long time in the freezer. We're using milk that's uh, over a year old, and it's still fine. Okay. Um, so you, you can keep it fresh in your freezer, and that's how it sounds like you're storing it. And how do you use it? What are your favorite recipes or way to, to serve it? Well, the interesting thing is that um, it's tempting, of course, to use it as just a regular dairy substitute. But with the price and the scarcity, I prefer to treat it with respect, as I say. Um, I don't like to heat it. Um, it doesn't mean you can't heat it briefly and, um, you know, use it that way if you wish, depending on what you see the outcome to be. But personally, I like to use it raw. Um, we do put chocolate syrup in it. Walden Farms makes wonderful syrups that are uh, calorie-free and um, dairy-free. And you can get those in California at Mother's Markets, but Walden Farms is the maker. And I put those in, chocolate or strawberry. And then also we make smoothies. And so I put flax milk in and fruit and sometimes probiotic and add the camel milk. And the whole family loves that. Um, now, again, of course, I, I've done only the camel milk before, so I already know um, how it works in my son. So um, I wouldn't dilute it with those things at first if I were a beginning user. Yeah, that's a really good point. And again, again, the 18-year-old uh, young lady from last night said it's delicious. So 
Wonderful. Well, it's 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 funny because I've had it from so many different places now, and the taste can be dependent dependent on the feed. It can be dependent on the stage of lactation of the camel. Um, it's just funny how it's such a natural product, and you can really taste the difference, sort of like a wine, I imagine, because I've had so many. It's very interesting, but. Um, it's pretty good, but when you have it out of the camel, I have to say I'm not a huge milk fan, but when you have it out of the camel, it is really delicious. Good. Way cool. Okay. And what are some resources that listeners can look to? Well, there's a Facebook page called Healing with Camel Milk run by two wonderful mothers who started this, and that Facebook page went from just like less than 100 people to 1,500 in around a year. And so I would definitely try to find that on Facebook, um, Healing with Camel Milk. I'm also on Facebook, as I stated before, Christina Adams, Autism Author Advocate, and just look me up, friend me, and I'll point you to the direction there. You know what I say? I say use every behavioral technique in the book to get that camel milk into that kid. And if you have to, you know, get a little dropper and put it in there to uh, to get it in, you just have to ignore the drama. It'll be well worth it. You'll get over that hump. Yes, so, indeed. So, Christina, you have one more question. Is a camel what? is a camel a mammal? A camel, a mammal. A camel is a mammal, but you know what? It's not like any mammal on earth, and I'm highly thankful for that. This this strange situation. I'm not a can't like I'm not an animal person. I was never really, you know, a big animal advocate or had much involvement with them. I like animals, but all of a sudden, I find myself all about the camel, and I am just so grateful for this this animal that has wormed its way into my heart. I guess I should say maybe perhaps loped its way into my heart because when you watch them move, they're quite amusing. Well, thank you for ruminating with me. Do you have a take-home message for parents? I do have a take-home message for parents. Um, Please reach out to others. Um, Think it through um, by not changing too many things at once if you're going to try it. And also, when you find out that it does cost a little bit, I want you to keep this in mind. If this works for your child, it may replace the cost of some medications and the cost of some therapies. So if it works, you will never know till you try it. And once you do, you might find yourself in a better situation. And then if it doesn't work, at least you're giving them something healthy and uh, that's not a thing to regret. You've talked about some wonderful things, healthful weight gain, healthful growth, healthful sleep, all sorts of wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's food. It's a whole food. Yes, it is. That people can survive and thrive upon. So, Christina, I want to thank you for sharing information about this healthful dietary staple. Thank you. And we hope that listeners will give a call to Humpback Dairies at 417-848-7570 and enjoy some of this healthy, delicious treat over the holiday season and beyond. If you'd like friends to hear this interview with Christina about the benefits of camel's milk, this show fortunately repeats on Christmas and New Year's in addition to the um, extra plays that it gets during the week usually, so um, Christmas and New Year's as well. So you can start the New Year right with Camel's Milk, and we are wishing you and your family a safe, healthy, and joyful holiday season, and thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.